Hello and welcome to the Bright Morning Podcast. I'm Elena Aguilar. All right. Hi, everybody. So this is our short series on end-of-the-year coaching conversations and how to close them in a transformational way, which means that a conversation includes the exploration of emotions and identity and the intersection between emotions and identity or the overlap between the two of them because it is the end of the year and what a year it's been, right? What a year. And so I'm hoping that these episodes can help you to help your clients process the year. So three things you're going to get in this episode. This episode is going to focus on the emotion sadness. And I hope that you will get an appreciation for this emotion and an understanding of how powerful it can be to explore it. And I'm going to give you some questions to ask your coaches at the end of the year to invite them to explore sadness. Now, before we get started, I want to shout out a friend of the show, Connie L. from New York. Connie, thank you so much for your incredibly generous support of the show. It really means so much to me. And I also want to extend a heartfelt thank you to our listener with the username Chickadee20 for supporting the show with a review on Apple Podcast. This person wrote, this podcast is amazing. The content is valuable to my work as a person and a professional. Thanks, Elena, you and your team brighten my days. Thank you so much for leaving that review. And folks, leaving a review really helps so much. It's super easy, it's free, and it's just a way to support us. Just hop over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, and a short review if you want a five-star rating, and a short review if you want. Thank you. Okay, so I was coaching a teacher recently, and she was talking about how tired she was. And I asked, tell me more. And she told me more and more. And then I asked, if this tiredness could talk, what would it say? What does this tiredness want you to know? And what she talked about was sadness. Sadness about what she didn't get to do this year as a teacher. Sadness about the first part of the year had a lot of, we're in school, we're out school. This big group of students is out. These other people are out. The instability. She talked about sadness for who she wasn't able to be, who she wasn't able to be for her students, for her family, for her own children, for herself. There was a lot of disappointment and a lot of unfulfilled hopes. There was just really a lot to grieve. I want you to develop an appreciation for sadness. I know that probably sounds contradictory to the way that we think about sadness, but I really want to see if you can recognize how much power and value there is in understanding sadness and exploring it and being present with it. Transitions like the end of the school year, transitions are times of grieving. There's loss at the end of the year. Even years that have been wonderful and easy, there is loss. You know, sometimes it's said that people don't 
fear change. They fear loss. I think that's true, but I would add to that. And I would say we fear loss because we don't know how to grieve. We don't know how to feel our sadness fully. We don't know how to actually just immerse ourselves in sadness and let it move through us, not get stuck in it. And so again, even if you had a great year, it is ending. If you're a teacher, you might be saying goodbye to a group of students that you just loved. There is loss inherent in change, regardless of the size or the amount of that change. And the question for us to consider is how can we honor that loss? How can we also acknowledge the joy, the beauty, the wonder that we are leaving and not just skip over it and jump into something else? So when we have more challenging years, like perhaps the last school year or two have been, these have been incredibly challenging years, or when there's challenging events, then there's all kinds of loss. And then there's a lot more kinds of sadness that we might experience. So I want to shift into really now talking with you about why it is so powerful to explore sadness. So when we explore emotions, that's when we can learn from them. That's when they can move through us and not get stuck. When we repress emotions, when we ignore them, we are expending unconsciously so much energy in ignoring them and in repressing them. That drains us. That makes us tired. And emotions find a way to come out. They are phenomena that human beings experience and they will find a way to come out and often in a less helpful or less healthy way if we don't explore them. So sadness is a great teacher. Sadness tells us about what we love, about what's important to us. Sadness tells us about who we want to be. Sadness tells us about who we want to be around, who we want in our lives. Sadness can sometimes feel scary because it can have sort of a low energy quality to it. So anger, for example, has more energy. It can get us fired up and moving and taking action. Sadness can make us feel like, oh, what's the point? What's the point of being sad, right? It's that like flattened on the floor. But sadness is a powerful teacher. And when you feel it, it moves through you. And look, I'll just talk for myself. And I know that many people are like me, but I'll talk for myself. I have a lot of fear of emotions. I fear that I'll be consumed by emotions and I'm particularly afraid of sadness. I fear that it won't leave me. I fear that it'll take me over and I'll be in a permanent state of sadness. But then when I actually experience sadness and I let it move through me, I am blown away by how fast it can move. And again, one of the things to know about emotions is that to a great extent, really, they are things that happen in the body. And I don't want to dig into that right now, but there's a central physiological, biological element to emotions. And the more we tune into the physical experience of emotions and the expression of emotions, the easier it is to move through them. 
And if you're really getting interested in learning more about coaching emotions, I am presenting my workshop. It's a new workshop, The Art of Coaching Emotions on June 22nd and 23rd. So you still have time to sign up for that if you want to take that. It'll be presented again later this year, but the next offering is in June. And the strategies that I teach are applicable at any time of the year. And also they are applicable within your professional life and outside of them. Okay, so that was my second thing I wanted you to get is just the beginning at least of an understanding of why it is so powerful to explore sadness because sadness is a teacher about what matters most to us. It's a teacher about who we wanna be. It's a teacher about what we love. It's a teacher about what gives us joy. So finally, Here in this episode, I want to give you some questions that you can ask clients at the end of the year. Questions that might allow them to explore sadness. And okay, so let me back up for a second, because some of you might be thinking, so do I just sit down for this final coaching conversation and say, so what are you sad about? And no, some of the bigger picture questions that you might start off with might be more like, tell me about a couple of highs and lows from this year. Something general like that. You know, what do you really want to remember? What was important in this year? And start off with really open-ended questions, ones that allow your client to kind of go in whatever direction they want. But opening the conversation like this is also a way to subtly cue your client into giving them permission to talk about emotions. And then what is key is that you really listen fully listen to what they say. Listen for what is not said. Listen for what's said between the lines. Notice their body language. Pay attention to their tone of voice, their pace, their volume. You can learn how to hear unspoken emotions. And you can learn the words that people often use to indicate underlying emotions, like tiredness. When people say, I'm just really tired, that often indicates a depletion of emotional energy. It can indicate the presence of sadness. So then in follow-up, you can say things like, here's a whole bunch of questions for you. You can say, I'm curious about the emotions that are present for you right now. You can say, I'm wondering what's coming up for you. You can say, I think I'm hearing sadness. Does that feel accurate? And of course, if you've been listening to me for a minute or two, or you've been reading my work, then you've heard me talk about this invaluable resource called the Core Emotions. I use it all the time. It's a really simple document or tool that categorizes emotions. And I often give it to clients. And then I say, like, let's look at the core emotions and skim through those words. Which ones feel like they reflect what's coming up for you? Find the language that feels comfortable to you and that you feel like your client might be receptive to. Another thing that can be really helpful is to say something like, you know, sadness is normal. This is normal. Normalizing emotions and communicating acceptance of them really can help someone to move through them. And it can just be so cathartic 
to have someone remind you that sadness is normal because it is normal. If you validate, for example, that this has been a really hard school year and there is legitimately a lot to grieve and it's cumulative, right? Because we've been grieving a couple of years of stuff. It's been a hard couple of years. So if you just validate that, I mean, it sounds so simple, but it really can be powerful for someone to hear. It's normal to feel sadness right now. It's normal. And then finally, as I said earlier, you can also invite someone to learn from their sadness. You can ask them, what does your sadness want to tell you about what's important? What does your sadness want to ask of you? What does your sadness want you to know about yourself, about love or fulfillment or about your own needs? What does your sadness want you to know? All right, the last thing that I want to add here is maybe a caution, a warning, which is to try to refrain from moving towards action. You might be tempted, or at least sometimes I am, to ask someone like, what do you want to do about this? You might be tempted to nudge them into taking action on their learning, but try to hold off on asking those kinds of questions for a bit. You will know when it is time to ask them or your client will start raising those and surfacing like, maybe I should do this or maybe I could do that. But a lot of times when we move to action before the emotions have been fully felt or explored, the emotions don't get fully processed or expressed. They kind of stay stuck in us. So give them space. All right, friends, that is it for this second episode in this mini series on closing out the year conversations with clients. I hope that was helpful. If it was, maybe you could share it with someone else who might find it useful. And next week, we will be exploring joy. And thank you, Leslie Bickford, who is the podcast producer. And thank you, Stacey Goodman, who does the sound engineering. Take care, everyone. 